So we've covered pretty much from two different angles on how to ask for a pay raise or a promotion, right? What to do, number one, and what not to do. And in terms of what to do, we've had a look at timing, understanding what is the right timing for you to go and ask for this, right? Is there a right timing? Isn't there? We've also touched a little bit on uh, how to prepare yourself, how to set yourself up for success, you know, going the extra mile or uh, you know, what sort of values or habits you need to employ or adopt to in order to be successful in, in, in moving into the third step of what to do is what should you say in these conversations when, when you've actually set up a meeting or when you're going through your performance reviews. And we've also touched on a couple of what not to do. So don't expect that you Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT Podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. What's up everyone, welcome back to the Real Life Tips Podcast, episode number 33 and I'm your host Mono. You're joined by Liana as usual, I like the rap gangster style that you threw <laughs> in there man, we just, we, we probably spent like 10 minutes talking about should we mix up the intro or not and I kind of think we should keep it the same but just make it slightly different, so nice there, I think Buster Rhymes and Eminem will be proud. <laughs> Next time I'll put a beat you, to it man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really laid it down. I think that's good enough. Um, yeah, so welcome everyone. Welcome back. Get a get a coffee. Get a uh, a beer. Whatever is your flavor. Get that. Get comfortable listening. This is going to be another good one. Um, as usual, we try and really bring some interesting topics, things that's going to be applicable, things that's not going to be discussed in a difficult way, um, and and really just break it down so that we can make sense of it as well because a lot of these shows are for us as we've mentioned before uh we do this for ourselves as well so money without further ado what are we going to discuss tonight yeah another brand new week another brand new episode launching on another brand new monday <laughs> so hopefully this will entertain you guys and also feed your brain with some really great content and things to think of and things to really mm. be able to not only learn from but also things to apply to your own life. So tonight is all about how to ask for a pay raise. Is there a right way? Is there a wrong Jeez. way? Can you ask for? Can you ask for one? Are there certain things that you need to do? I think this is this is one of those ones that I've been waiting mm. to do for a very 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 long time because again I'm here you to learn go as ask well. For a raise. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go ask for a raise. No, but I really want to understand it, right? Because. Why is it that some people just get bumped up and get promoted and it feels like it happens effortlessly and for the rest of us, it feels like you're always grinding it out and you're never really yes. getting to a point where people recognize you. Uh, I've, I've certainly experienced this a lot in the past companies that I've worked for as well. And, mm. you know, it, it really it, it gets, it feels personal, you know. So we, we're going to deep dive into this tonight, extremely deep dive into it. And again, uh, yo, who's better to actually co-host this with me than you, Leon, because you have been in management positions in the past. Mm. You were responsible for giving people or not giving people raises or promotions. Sure. So tonight we're going to deep dive into it, but specifically we're going to look at it from two different angles. First things first, what should we do in order to set ourselves up for success in our careers? to set ourselves up for success in asking for a promotion or uh, at least opening yourself up or putting yourself in a better position 
to be ready for a promotion or for, mm. for, for your colleagues or peers or direct reports to actually notice what you're doing at the office. And from the second angle, it's what not to do. What are the things that you need to stay away from? And I think, Leon, you're going to be able to share yeah. a lot of insight again here tonight. So I'm ready to deep dive into the specifics, Leon. You're going to hit us with some really good facts and some really good experience of yours. Yeah, 100%. I'm happy to um, to share some things. And again, this is just not uh, this is not just from my own experience. This is actually, I think in our leadership episode, we spoke about this, about... When I first started in leadership, I actually spent a ton of amount of time researching and reading every single leadership book imaginable. There's probably very few of the AAA titles that I haven't read. And um, so I kind of made up almost like a formula as far as this is concerned. And the funny fact is when I started researching this now, just to kind of double check back, um, it still kind of holds true. And like everything in our shows, and this is what I like about our shows, is this is not hibbity-gibbity stuff, you know? This is not mm. pie-in-the-sky stuff. There's a formula. There is yeah. an actual formula before you go and ask for a raise. You have to know your stuff. You you don't just get, like, your your debit orders going off and seeing yourself in the red and walking that morning and say, hey, Mr. Manager, I'm screwed. Give me a raise. Yeah. That's not how it works. He doesn't care. That's you mismanaging your money, my friend. That's your problem. That is not the company's problem. Um, however, raises are probably one of the most stressed talk that you need to have with your manager. It's extremely awkward. <laughs> um, I can see how it's awkward for both sides as well because the manager yeah. might not see it coming. The manager might not be prepared from his side and you need to kind of almost have him have a whiff that this is coming. You don't want to catch him off guard. You might catch him on a really bad day. So there's a lot of things and variables that you need to very be, you know, be completely conscious about when you go and ask for your raise, even before you start talking about it. And the first thing that I want to touch on is timing. If you are stuck, and let's say, for example, it's um, middle of the year, let's say, for example, firstly, you know, that salary raise time is in April, okay? Yeah. And it's middle of the year, so it's like August, July, somewhere around there. And you realize, I think it's time for a raise. Just think about the timing. You know when your budget cycles are. You know all those kind of things. Is your manager going to expect you to now come and talk about money and talk about raises and, and things like that? Maybe you just got a raise. Maybe it was bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then you should have said it then. Mm. While they're busy, um, you know, especially in big companies, once the budget cycles are closed, they're closed, my friend. You can't go back a week later and say, you know what, on second thought, Mr. Manager, I am not happy with this raise. He's going to tell you, sorry, man, we closed the books. It's done. Like next year, April, come and talk to me. Or most big companies might say mid-year through the year. Yeah, yeah. So these are all, there's actually so many tips. I don't want to start with tips like so early on. <laughs> but the first thing that you need to really just think about is, be extremely cautious of when you have this discussion. All right. Mm -hmm. Don't just don't do it when you feel personally, financially pressured to do it. Because then you do it from the wrong place. And and this is this is important. I want to reiterate. Don't do it because you have mismanaged your money. Because it's not going to come from the right place. 
you need to come out and ask for a raise when you probably don't even need it necessarily or you just mm. feel i have now done the necessary to acquire more money from the company if yeah. you're doing it from a place of i've got an acute pain that you need to remedy then that is fixing a problem that's not rewarding you for what you've done mm-hmm. and those are two very very different thing things the one is a handout <laughs> and the other one is reward all right and those should be completely separate so again that's already i'm so excited to talk about this i think i already went a little bit into <laughs> you've the been dropping right the tips already <laughs> no i love that leon i think that's that's really really cool because now we get some sort of an idea of what to expect coming into into this and you touched on something there that i actually really want to deep dive into so let's call this the part one right so let's mm. first focus on things to do what what are the things that we should be doing and i think the first point that i want to touch on there is you talked a little bit about the timing of yes. having these chats with your it's manager everything. and and isn't this isn't it quite important because if you think about it and you can now answer this from you're coming from putting on your manager hat and thinking about mm. you know when you went into managing positions and you were faced with these situations as well does that not kind of scare you off as a manager as well thinking that what happens if i can't do something for this person what yeah. happens if if there is no budget available uh, to actually accommodate him or her during this situation or what if we feel that they haven't worked for it or they haven't proven their skills to us or they're not offering us it's not a mutual sort of beneficial situation is that person going to leave the company so doesn't that sort of you know affect the way that you feel about that person in that position mm. or, or not mm. really okay it's a very, very good and very tricky question. So there's almost three ways that that, that this can go for f- three separate type of companies, all right? If it's a large uh, company, let's say it's a VLE, like a very large enterprise or something, um, they structure this down to the bone. And if you mm-hmm. fall outside of that structure, no matter how good your case is, if your timing is off, you're going to miss the mark right Mm. that is just how it is your manager's not even going to entertain the situation because he's going to tell you if it's a good manager and you have a good relationship with him in a very nice polite way he's going to say listen get your facts together build even more ammunition but this is the time you need to come back to me and talk about this i cannot do this now because this is just not our cycle that could be the first situation the second situation is that you struck the timing right and it's during the annual review, but budget is short. So maybe the mm-hmm. office underperformed or whatever the case might be, but the manager only has that much budget to his disposal to distribute across his entire team for raises, right? Mm. And mm-hmm. that money, that amount might be a finite amount. It might not be uh, flexible, all right? Mm-hmm. Then he needs to take your case weigh it up versus wow you are making such a strong case the timing for this year is so bad because the full total is not really that great for the entire team that i really do believe you deserve this but because of the structure and the fact that i can't get this bulk amount more i think let's try and aim for like a midterm or next year and you might be better off if we wait a year and get you a bigger amount That could be the second option. Then the third option where I've also managed is in smaller companies where it's it's a little bit more flexible. You can go directly, the manager can go directly to his direct manager and say, listen, 
I know this was more or less what we spoke about for the team, but there's this one star in the team and he's just come to me with an exemplary um, you know, performance review of himself and he believes he's worth this much. I completely agree. And if we lose him, this is the impact that it might have on the team, the performance, the revenue, whatever the case might be. And then you might just get spot approval right there on the, on the fly. The manager might be told by mid-management, yes, that's fine. He's a really good kid. Let's give him that, give him a nice boost, but, you know, give him X, Y, and Z KPIs or expectations, new things that he needs to achieve. So those are kind of the three ways that this can go. And that mm. is why I start with timing and why, <laughs> why I got overexcited and already spoke <laughs> a little bit about timing is you need to time this right. And then you also need, and this is actually a, se a separate point, a second separate point uh, leaning on the timing, is you need to kind of have an idea of the system, of how yes. does the performance review and appraisal system work within your business. Um, as, as soon as you know that, you already know what are the bounds within which you need to um, kind of stay. Yeah, and if you don't know that... Uh I, I, I presume that you can obviously just go and ask about that. There's, mm. there's nothing wrong with that. If someone yes. comes to you as a manager and they ask you, hey, please tell me more about this or let's set up a meeting and find 100%. out more about how the, how the pr promotion or pay raise situation 100%. works. 100%. And, and, and again, that's going to be company size dependent. VLEs and very large enterprises will say, all right, cool, let's draw up a meeting with HR and everyone. Yes. They'll explain the procedure to you. Uh, slightly smaller, slightly uh, uh, less sized companies might say, all right, cool, pop in my office, I'll quickly explain it to you. And very small companies, <laughs> yeah, they might just say, it's whatever you want it to be. Come to me with a good case and we'll look at it. That's beautiful, Leon. I think that's a very, very good place to start. So just to recap, remember what we're doing here is we're breaking it up into two different parts. Part A of mm. this is what to do, right? And then the second part of it will be what, what not, not to, to do. do. Yeah. And I think timing is the best place to start, right? Is because if you're sitting there and if you're listening to this and you're thinking, all right, I, I, I need to have, you know, I definitely need to have an increase or get an increase. I need to have more income into my bank account on a monthly basis because I want to you know, progress in life financially. Maybe we, we're planning on starting a family. Maybe the family's growing you know, unexpectedly or maybe we need a, you know, a bigger house or a better car because the one car broke down or whatever the case is. So this is where you will start is looking at the timing, understanding the timing, really, really insightful there. I think the second thing that I want to touch on there and get your input on, Leon, is preparing yourself, knowing mm. you know, what sort of values and habits you need to adopt in order to set yourself up for success before you even plan on having this discussion. So this is all just pre preparations. You, number one, knowing the timing, understanding how the, uh, the, the cycle works in terms of promotion or pay raise or increases, mm -hmm. how it's handed out in your organization. And if you don't know, find that out, number one. Number two, how do you prepare yourself physically maybe it's through skills maybe it's through some form of habits that you need to apply and yeah. yeah communication well how do you prepare yourself for success and i think some of the things that i want to touch on uh here is and it's a very very interesting book that i that i actually listened to not read i listened to quite a while back and it was a book by napoleon hill 
again, if you mm. were to read it or if I were to read it, it would have been you know, extremely difficult to get through. But listening to it was extremely good. Um, and it's called How to Raise Your Own Salary. Some really, mm. really good points came out of that book for me a couple of years ago when I picked it up. So this is actually where Napoleon Hill interviewed Mr. Carnegie himself and found your better ways as to how one can be successful in your career, how to set yourself up. So it's an entire book dedicated to it. One of the things that they highlighted in there was going the extra mile. And they they told the story of how one person came in to the office, they were paid to do a specific job. Not only did they just do their job, but they went above and beyond. They were available and they actually put themselves out there. They actually went and asked the manager or the direct report or the owner of the business to say, hey, look, I'm here. I'm going to be here every morning. First thing, I'm going to leave last in the office. And what, what else can I do to assist you to make this company grow faster or to make the business grow uh, to your standard as well. How can I assist you in that regard? Is that something that we need to be taking into consideration? Of course, I would assume so. And how do we draw the line between saying that we need work-life balance, right? We can't spend your 12 hours at the office every single day just on work. Uh, or, or you know, how do how do we strike the balance there, and how do we set ourselves up for success in terms of our values and our habits? Yeah, uh, you you strike on a very very interesting point there. Um, how you strike that balance is very much something you need to decide. So you need to decide um, what is the right amount of work for me that I can cope with while still doing exemplary amount uh, like exemplary exemplary quality of work. You know what what really frustrated me um, during my times in management with certain people is that they will constantly be telling you how busy they are. They're just so busy. Life is so busy. Everything's so busy. Mm. And I think to myself, you know, I actually know what you do because I probably came from there. I know what that job entails. And I was actually looking at you coming to me and saying, you know what, I'm I'm quite busy, but um, I've got it under control. I've aut- automated a few things. I applied a little bit of my own um initiative and i can take on a little bit more now like give me more to do and a lot of people think that's indirectly saying that you know i don't have enough work and they might say all right but then we don't really need you that's not the case we always want to know as management how much can we get per head it sounds terrible but that's the truth (laughs) we want to know how much value can we drive per head that's the whole basis on which we hire people is how much value can each head get? How many, how much value in total can we get for X amount of heads? What is the least amount of people we can get to be at the top of their game to do the best amount of work? That's what it's about. So that's to touch on the, uh, the last thing that you mentioned is about mm-hmm. um, if you feel you can take on more, bring that into the conversation and say, listen, I'm ready to take on more. What can I help with? Where's there a dead spot or something that's falling off of someone's table that I can pick up? Bring mm-hmm. yourself to that occasion. Don't always say, wow, life is so busy. Oh, life is like work is so hard and work is so busy. I find that that's 90% of people's uh, attitude these days. It's just, I'm mm-hmm. so busy and overworked. Yeah, because and it yes, feels good. I mean, no, nobody wants to say, oh, no, I've got a free time because you know what happens then? is they'll be like, oh, wait, can you do this for me? <laughs> you know, so I think it's the that, default that way I that think we go is, about is life. This, 
I think that's the secondary reason. I think the first reason is a lot of people think if they are considered busy, they are considered required, which means they have job security. We cannot let you go because that work, yes, and that work will then be undone if you're not there. So a lot of people see that as a safe haven because as long as I'm busy, it means I am working for my work, for my salary. The problem is that you can do the same thing for 365 days. That doesn't make you better. <laughs> that doesn't mean I need to pay you more because you've just yes. done the same thing for 365 days. You're probably going to get like the least amount of increase that I have to give you. Um, mm. That might be, I don't know, depending on the company again. But that doesn't mm. mean that you did anything that proves to me that you, that you um, deserve a raise, a huge raise, like something that... Or a promotion, yeah. Or a promotion even, exactly, that, that you deserve because you have proven yourself from that level of work into this next line of work. And it could mm. be a next line of skill or it could be a next amount of workload. It could be both of those. Um, it doesn't matter. The point is, just to get back a little bit, just to go back to the first thing that you asked, which is why, you know, you need to explain to the... Uh, management why you think you again mm. and this is going to be important i'm not going to just play with words here listen to what i'm saying you have to explain to them why you need why you deserve yes the appraisal not why you need it why right? you deserve it and that that's going to be the third point that i want to touch on as well so i don't want to i don't want to interrupt you there but mm. i do want to to save that for the next point I think whilst we're on this point, just before we before we move into that, one of the things that you mentioned there that is also quite important, I think, to point out is just because you're busy, you're, you tend to perceive yourself as productive as well. And that's how you sort of connect the dots to say that I am so busy and I am so productive, hence I do deserve a pay raise or hence I do deserve a nope. promotion as well. Yeah. So don't perceive productivity or busyness as productivity in that regard so going the extra mile i think that's actually really interesting because this is actually proven true in my own life i remember i was i was in a position that i started off at a, at a company in the past and i didn't want to be there i wanted to use that position as a, a stepping stone into the actual position i yeah. wanted at the organization but there wasn't a position available number one and number two i wasn't qualified enough yet and number three i obviously didn't know the business good enough to just jump into that that higher level position so what i did is i took the long road and it took me maybe a year or a year and a half or two years maybe uh starting off at you know the entry-level position but what I did, as soon as I mastered that position and mastered my daily tasks, which was fairly simple because that wasn't necessarily my, my end goal, all I wanted to do is master it so that I can take on more, so that I can be effective in my daily tasks, so that I can opt into more uh, your difficult tasks. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I went to my, to, not to my manager, well, yeah, I went to my manager as well as the manager that I would be reporting to if I were to get the promotion. And I went to my manager and I said, look, is it okay if I go speak to the next level manager? And 
you know, ask them if I can take on some additional tasks, spend some extra time in the office after hours to help them with whatever it is they need help with so that I can learn. And I promise you this has paid off in my life because what happened next is not only did my manager obviously agree to that because my st- my stats were up to scratch and they were actually better than 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 some of the team members that have been working there you know longer than I have because I've been pushing myself so hard um she had to allow that and she was happy to allow that and what happened then is that my, the the next manager that I spoke to actually agreed to that he obviously said to me it's fine come I'll have a look at it we'll we'll show you around and things and if you don't like it you don't like it you stay in the same position but Let's see what you can do and what you can learn in the short amount of time that you're going to be spending additional your time on here with us as well. And that actually leapfrogged me into that position. You know, fast forward two years down the line and I got a position. I got the promotion. It took a little bit of time, but I, I did the work. I went, I stepped out of my comfort zone. I actually yep. did the certifications or the qualifications that was required to meet the minimum requirements for the job in itself. And I got it. So it definitely pays off to to go the extra mile. Yeah, 100%. I think one of the things that I wanted to mention is that um, just doing your work and being productive, you're already getting paid for that. Exactly. That is your yep. job. It was in the job description. That's why you're there. That doesn't <laughs> <Yes>. warrant a raise. <laughs> um, you know, the only reason a company will give you a raise then is purely out of, um, I don't know, not necessarily sympathy, but just understanding that, you know, there is stuff like inflation and trying to at least have you meet your main, uh, meet your ends and so on. Um, but that's your job. You already get a month. That's what your monthly salary is for. Going yeah. above and beyond is what you get raises for. All right. So don't don't just walk into um, a salary remuneration, um, you know, exercise thinking that you deserve it just because you are busy and you're producing. That is what you get your salary for. You have to yeah. really show something more, show a bit of flair, show new skills, be able to take on more, add more value. Those are all the things. The company is a business. They want to make money. If they just give yeah. everyone more and more money for doing the same job, they're moving backwards. Um, And that unfortunately is the very, very brutal, honest truth. It's true, and I think we're going to touch a little bit more on that as we move into the into the third step. I think as a as a closing comment on 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 the second point that we mentioned there on how to prepare yourself and set yourself up for success as well as having a, a definiteness of purpose, meaning knowing knowing exactly what you want to achieve, mm. and really really doing some introspection, not just saying I want more from from this job. No, I, I want I want a better salary. I want a better position. I want to be a manager just so that yeah I have people working underneath me. But it's really understanding what is your purpose? What is the purpose of you wanting a raise, wanting better? And what is that? What does that look like yeah. for you? Why do you deserve and, it? And exactly. Why do you deserve it? Uh first and foremost, but also being very accurate on what position you want so that you can focus all of your time and effort and habits and and studies and everything around preparing for that yeah, preparing to be better in that in that position so that actually takes me into into the third points in what to do uh yeah. to and and then we're, we're going to touch a little bit more on what not to do and the third point that we want to touch on here is 
you know, what to say and how to ask for a pay raise or, you know, what do we do once we've prepared ourselves, once we've, once we've nailed the first two steps of it, which is the timing. Yes. The second one, the, you're preparing yourself and setting yourself up and going the extra mile, understanding the definiteness of purpose, understanding where it is that you're headed and going out of your comfort zone to prepare yourself for that. What do we do then, Leon, when yeah. we're sitting in, when we've scheduled this meeting or you know, performance time, performance review time comes, we're having these discussions with our direct uh, reports or direct line managers uh, and you know, how do we actually go into this conversation with them? Yes, this is potentially the most important part of your conversation with your manager is going to be why do you think you, again, deserve an increase? And, and not why you need it or why you want it, okay? And you need to go in there equipped and prepared to the nine. You need to know exact. So I, for example, enjoy seeing data and numbers. I like for the um, employee to come and show me what have they done above and beyond. Where have they added extra value? Where have they spent extra time? Where have they basically gone far above and far beyond what the job just requires in order to achieve something. The other thing, and this is a very simple tip, you are going to build strong relationships in your organization. That's just a matter of fact. You're going to spend probably more time with these people than you will with your own family. So you're going to get people on your side. You're going to get people that root for you. When you do good work with them or for them, get them to, I don't know, praise you a little bit. Um, write up an appraisal or send a little email and print that out. Take that stuff with you. Unfortunately, this is going to be a situation where you need to kind of prove why mm. you think you deserve this and get all of that information with you. Think about the areas where you added extreme value in very dire circumstance where maybe no one could see an outcome and you were able to resolve a very difficult situation or you rose to a very tiring, very difficult occasion that no one felt they could dealt with. Write those things down, keep track of them, remember them, and you will probably because they're going to stick out to you. You're going to be proud of them yourselves. You will easily talk about the emotion that you felt knowing that, wow, I'm putting my head on the block here to try and salvage this situation. No one wanted to rise to the occasion, but I did. Mention those things and talk about them passionately as if you are super involved and loving what you are doing. And the reason that you are doing it is for the company. You're doing it to get the company to move forward. When you start showing that and you can again prove it with data, numbers, emails, references, whatever the case might be, you are starting to build an extremely strong case. You are basically then forcing the hand of the manager to at least agree that you deserve an increase. He might not be able to give it to you, but he at least he's mm. going to walk away saying, I agree. What you just mentioned warrants an increase. Um, I don't know the number. You can maybe come up with a number. And, and that comes to, again, one of the things that you need to talk about. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But he's going to mm. start agreeing with you. You want to walk out of that meeting knowing that he agreed with the fact that you are worth more. Yes. At least, at least you sh he shouldn't... <laughs> You shouldn't walk away with the manager said that I don't believe that warrants anything more like that's what everyone else is doing. 
you have to at least get him to agree to the fact that, yes, I agree that everything you just mentioned falls outside the scope and line of your work and yeah. really demonstrated you coming to the party, you've added extra value, you've increased your skills, you've got ma very good reputation with the team, you are mm. a, an, an extreme team player, people are talking positively about you, our customers are happy with you, whatever those things are, list them yeah. out, keep him busy, get him to understand that and talk passionately about what you did like add the detail of how you felt about it i like it yeah. when people bring that very very passionate talk to me about how they felt in those moments of achievement and wins it's it's extremely like that gets the manager excited like this guy's got shiny eyes you know yeah because you don't necessarily have the boots on the ground and you don't necessarily always mm. have insight into what's happening with the maybe you missed the occasion even you didn't even exactly. know about it. You didn't even mm. know about it. So it's exactly. it's very very interesting, Leon. Absolutely love love that that you mentioned that, and and one of the other things that that actually reminds me of as well is you know what what happens if you have this discussion with your manager and it might not be the right time or maybe you just don't have all of the evidence because we're we're all still you're talking about preparation, right? So even though you're having this discussion. For some of you, you might already have all of this preparation done, right? Maybe you've already put in the hard work. Maybe maybe you can already use these things uh, mm. to to list it out and go and prepare these things, and and you'll have all of the evidence ready, all of the numbers ready to 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 state your case, to state mm. that you are worth more and that you deserve more, and they can't even argue with that. But what happens to the other part of the listeners? And I mean, a, a few people that I can even think of in my own personal mm. life as well, where you might have not known about this before, and maybe now you do because you've obviously now listened to this. How can you actually go and and prepare for that? And I think some of some something that came to mind is also I read it somewhere in a book, which is which is quite interesting. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Is actually asking the line manager or asking your 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 manager yeah. that you're having this discussion with and saying, "Look, Mister Manager or Mrs. Ma manager, what are the top three things that you want to achieve in this quarter or in this year or in this in this month?" What are the top three things that you that are your priorities, and then from that three, you know, from that top three, yeah. how can you actually assist them with that and opening the dialogue in that direction because that sets you up for success again. And I'll tell you why, and that it makes a lot of sense. It's because once you understand where they're coming from, what are their top priorities? It's basic needs analysis, right? Mm -hmm. Go if you're a salesperson, you'll definitely know about this. You're analyzing their needs, their business needs, right? And then you're seeing how you can solve those problems for them. Number two, saying, all right, maybe I can do this and this and this on point number one. If I put in more hours or if I take this course and I, if I do this in my own free time, it will assist you with point number one and point number two and point number three. This is what I'm going to do in those areas. And then you direct the conversation towards, if I do that, Mr. Manager, and I accomplish the, these type of results, again, I think one thing you mentioned there is quite important is talk about the numbers because it's not all about you. Mm. This is what the research says, right? It says it's not all about you. It's mm -hmm. all about the business. It's all about the numbers. Speak numbers. Use the numbers because that will show you that 
you're not focused on your own personal needs Mm. and saying you know i need a new car or i've mismanaged my money you're saying i want to have this business succeed and i want to be a part of that but at the same time i want to succeed in life as well and anyone that sells you anything in life right is not only looking to benefit themselves and benefit their business, but they're looking to help you. They're addressing a need. They're solving a problem. Mm -hmm. So if you follow those easy three steps, understanding what are the top three things that a manager is currently focused on, asking them how can you assist with those three points, and then saying, if I assist you by this time of the month or by end of this quarter or by end of this year, does it make sense that I would deserve this sort of increase Mm. or this promotion and if they say to you and nobody wants to be unreasonable right that's what we know about these type of negotiation tactics right is nobody wants to be unreasonable so if you ask them the question of would it be unreasonable to expect a, a raise you know if i performed all of these additional tasks nobody wants to appear unreasonable so they're gonna agree to that and mm. you can hold them to that uh, do you agree with that, Leon? I, I think do. I think that makes a lot of sense. I do. Um, again, and I just want to quickly, I actually want to touch on the topics as you mentioned them, just going back one by one. Um, firstly, a good company would entertain and love that type of uh, deliberation with the team. Um, a bad company would brush that off and then it's probably time to look for a new place to work because you're not going to get an increase. You're not going to grow in a company that don't, Uh, look after the people and encourage this type of dialogue and conversation that's the first thing secondly i love the concept of under promise and over deliver i love the concept of under promise and over deliver so when the manager tells you listen with the team of x y and z currently this year is these are the things we have to do these are the things that are nice to do and these are the things that if we really rock it this year we can hopefully touch on these things. Go and look at that list and start getting them done. Help that manager to get to those points and try and under-promise on them. So, uh, you know, tell them, I think I can do this by September, but then if you know you can deliver it in August, do it in August. And yeah. start bu- yeah. just start building positive feedback that can be undeniable. You know, the managers, can they can't deny because they were there, they said... These are things that we're probably not going to be able to touch and go and start helping him with those challenges. He's always going to have stuff that's going to overflow his desk that he wants to do that are pipe dreams that are going to be set out to next year, etc. that you can get in on if you can manage your workload and get your hands dirty with some of the tasks yeah. on that. Tell him that you're going to get involved because he's not just going to have you working it in quiet because that sounds, I don't know, sounds sinister and backwards a little bit. So he's going to know that you're involved, but tell him, I'm going to help you with this in my spare time. I'm going to see if I can deliver it on September. I really want to help the team. I feel like we're doing a good thing here. I want to help you. I want to really help you look good, Mr. Manager, yeah, as well. It's all about it's all about that To your management. It's all about yeah. everyone needs to exactly. win, right? It's- but then you bring it to him in August, mm. that guy is not going to say no to a raise. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and, and exactly. these things are obvious, right? But we have to work for them. Because there's a lot of people, and I think maybe this is a good time to switch the flip and talk about what you should definitely not do uh, when you ask for a raise. There's a lot of people that feel, I've done X amount of time, I deserve X amount of raise. Yeah. 
All right. So, so, so true. I think 90% of people are in this group. And, uh, and we've been there too. I mean, like, me too. Admit yeah, it to for me. Sure. And I mean, like, to me as well. It I've takes, been there so many yeah. times because, yeah, you think you've you spent X amount of time with the company. So, by default, you by default, deserve. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, you know, and unfortunately, that is really far from the truth. In fact, that is the opposite of the truth. People that are in my business let's say let's just for a moment <laughs> let's for a moment say that i'm not just the manager i own the business but there's actual people working in my business that are purely there to do their job and by default of doing their job they expect even more money just for doing the same stuff they don't even want to move forward those are the people yeah. i want to get out of my business i actually want people to project and move forward and grow and i want that for them yes. because i'm going to reward yes. them and they're going to be better they're going to be better people and the yes. company is going to grow. That's what any company wants is success. I've never heard of a company in my life that's happy to do the same number year over year. Yeah. Every single company wants to do better. How can you do that with the same people doing the same work? It's, it's all about growth. Nobody wants to start a business and you know just, just sort of chill out on, on a certain amount of money every single month. It's all nope. about growth. We all want better. We all want to grow. So it just makes sense that... If you're if you want more, then you're gonna have to do more. Yep. Number one and number two, you don't automatically qualify for a promotion or a, a pay raise if you just do the same things that was in your job yeah. description Again, the day you were employed you for years and years and years. <laughs> yeah, we've we've touched a little bit on this in the in the past as well when we spoke about personal growth. Yeah, uh, and I think the second one that also that that I can think of in terms of what not to do. Um, don't expect that you're next in line Oof, because I yes. think that we're all yeah, so guilty of this as well. It means that you know, what happens if somebody you know, was in a senior position or something and mm. then they left the organization or they got promoted and you've been there the longest and all, automatically you assume that you're next in line just because you've been there longer than anyone else in that business. A lot of the times people, the, the business would rather look outwards and find someone from outside of the organization, bring someone brand new in because they might just have more experience. What's yeah. your take on that, Leon? Yes, that's 100% true. That's actually one of the biggest challenges that I faced in my management um, duration and, and places that I've worked for is that many times ma my sub-managers or team leaders would move into managerial positions or C-level positions or whatever then the people that were hired right after them would then just assume position of that previous mm. management role. Like they would just kind of think they are next in line. And while they will definitely be in the running because that position, if it's a good company, again, bigger companies, <laughs> I don't know how it works in the smaller companies necessarily, but I assume there it's mm. a little bit more um, whatever the, they decide. But in bigger companies, they'll make that position open. It's going to be open to public. It's going to be open to internal. You are going to have to interview for that position as anyone would. And yes, you'll have a massive advantage because you know the business, yeah. you know the processes, you know the people. You can bring that value. And I absolutely, absolutely agree with the fact that you should try and go for that position. But you should not be the guy that was employed after the managers that after the manager that just left that sat in that position doing the same thing and just assumed that the job was going to come yeah. to you 
once he leaves. That I've is not the right seen, approach. I've actually seen demotions happen because of that. Mm. You know, where someone was next in line, got the promotion, ended up doing not even the bare minimum that Terrible was required job, yeah. of him and her, him or her, and got a demotion straight back to where they started because they got comfortable with working for the organization for such a long time that it just they 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 couldn't step outside of that and even though they they got the opportunity they mm. never rose to the occasion and i think that that is extremely important uh mm. on on what not to do i think those are the two main there's, ones there's one more there's one more that i want to mm. mention that i actually just thought of and this does happen from time to time is don't get involved in your colleague's business all right if you know that your mate just got a good increase or something and he just did this or that or maybe he said oh, something nice so yes. he had a better personality yes. or maybe he's more outgoing and he had the guts to ask for. Don't play that up in the boardroom with your manager. Don't think about, yes, but there's that guy and he's got less skills than me and if he can get that money, then I should get the same kind of money. Don't go with that attitude ever in your life that's a complete no-no don't go talk to a manager about yeah but x y and z colleague has this and this and that and they only deliver this and this and that so i should be this and this and that that is going to put you way worse off than when you first entered that boardroom i can believe i can so promise true. you just don't yeah. play that card it's never going to serve you well it's going to show you off as very immature and extremely um jealous and 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 that's and, and, and it's 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 hard to hear though because I think so many times as much as we don't want to admit it to ourselves it has crossed all of our minds Everyone, in the past like if you if you've if you've you've maybe heard someone or rumors about someone earning more than you you you've been at the organization longer or maybe not even but you've got more experience or more certifications mm, or whatever the case is i've seen so many people fall into this trap and and it's 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 a, it's a dirty game to play and it does not end well it's not ever, gonna bode well for you. ever yeah. it's yeah honestly i've actually seen I've seen people go through this. It's it's really really <laughs> it's horrible, man. So mm. I think that's that's really really good advice right there, Leon. I think it's time for the real life today. Although although I think this entire episode has just been tips. I think it's been it's just been tips, right? It's been. I think we've. It's been a really good show. Enjoy your evening, guys. I think what we will do in this tip section is, and, and there might be one or two of them that yeah, I'll point out, but um, let's quickly recap on what we've covered, right? So we've covered pretty much from two different angles on how to ask for a pay raise or a promotion, right? Mm -hmm. What to do, number one, and what not to do. And in terms of what to do, we've had a look at timing, understanding what is the right timing for you to go and ask for yep. this, right? Is there a right timing? Isn't there? We've also touched a little bit on uh, how to prepare yourself, how to set yourself up for success, you know, going the extra mile or uh, you know, what sort of values or habits you need to employ or adopt to in order to be successful in, in, in moving into the third step of what to do is what should you say in these conversations when, yeah. when you've actually set up a meeting or when you're going through your performance reviews. And, and we've do, also yeah. touched on a couple of what not to do. So don't expect that you'll... <laughs> that you automatically qualify for a raise because of the duration that you've been at the organization. And also don't expect that you're next in line automatically just because you've been there for so long and someone else has stepped out into a new position or maybe has left the company. 
Uh, and I think the, the last one that you mentioned in there, which is absolutely crucial, is do not get involved in your colleague's business. Don't don't go and compare yourself to their salaries or try and play that card. It, it never really ends well in there. From a tip section, Jan, I think I've got one tip and then I'll hand it over to you. Sure. Uh, I think one thing that I do want to highlight that really stood out to me in this episode is you know, keep track of all of those successes and the achievements. This is something that that you know, plays a key role that you've mentioned that I'll definitely try to do in my own personal life and make that a habit, which is really, really good. And I think it makes a lot of sense because just with you know needing to update your CV once every 10 years, it makes it extremely difficult. It's a lot better approach to say you may, maybe once a year or so add the new experience or the new things to it or update your CV every once a year or whatever the case is, just so that you do have it you know, in case you ever do get presented with another better opportunity and you want to approach that. I think it goes without saying is to say, make sure that you keep track of those successes. Make sure that you you are aware of them because that's pretty much your ammunition that you're going to be using when you're having these discussions during the the performance review meetings and and stating your case. That's that's the the one and only tip that I have, Leon. Mm. Uh, anything that you mm. want to share? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's two very important ones um, that I want to quickly just touch on. The first thing is talking about the number, and I'm not talking about the number of things that you did. I'm talking about the number that you want as a salary increase is extremely important to think about. They are going to ask you, what do you think you're worth in or what do you think is a reasonable amount to increase your salary by? And this is something to go think about. I can't really give too much advice here on what would be a good number. I think that is something Mm -hmm. that you can research. You'll have a feel for it through the company, depending on how long you've been there, what would be a reasonable amount. If the company is, for example, going through a growth spurt, maybe it's a good time to aim a little bit higher. If the company is going through a tough time, you know that it's not going to be very accurate or uh, in place to say that you want to aim extremely high um, unless you can really back it up with fact and so on. There's also websites. I mean, you can go and Google what your average salaries are, etc., like the Salary Project uh, website and so on that shows average salaries for your types of positions and the industries and so on. Mm-hmm. Go in there prepared with a number that you've got in mind and and be able to, if it's a little bit on the high side, you might have to do that second bit of negotiation of why are you really asking for that high? And um, it's not, it shouldn't be like an auction or something like that where you want to go and aim high and meet in the middle somewhere. <laughs> Don't see it like that. It doesn't work like that. Start with a realistic number. You can very easily just scare the entire conversation off by going far too high in the beginning. Just go with something a little bit higher than what you really want to land on. And then you might have to have to schedule for a little bit less. In my personal experience, if everything that we discussed in this podcast so far is in place, timing is correct, business is on the up, you are doing a great job and you've convinced me of such. Whatever number you put out, if it's a reasonable number, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to get that for mm-hmm. you. Um, the second thing, and this we didn't even touch on, is what if they say no? What do you do? Yeah. All right. It's extremely important. So the, the answer is more than likely going to be no um, or maybe. All right. And, and I'll mm-hmm. need to think about it. If it's a maybe, that's good. It's a half open door. What you need to do then is ask next steps. Just ask them, okay, if you say maybe, when can we re-adjourn on this? Do you need to speak to your management? Do you need to see about budget? What is the process? When can I come back, etc. Again, if it's something, someone that you're very close to, you can probably talk about this quite 
then a little bit more socially around, um, I don't know, the kitchen, making a sandwich and coffee or something. If it's not, then you might have to calendarize that really appropriately and so on. If it's no, you have to ask them why. You can't just walk out. You're always going to wonder, what the heck? Yeah. I'm never, ever going to go mm -hmm. back and ask him ever again. If it's That's a hard no, yeah. you have to ask him, I hear you and I value your opinion or something like that. I would really like to know why. Um, and if that's if you've got good reason, that's fine, I'll take it. If not, then I'd like to know what it would take to get to that next spot. Help me understand what mm -hmm. I need to do in order to then, um, you know, suffice to that amount. And then you're good as gold. Then at least you know that you walked out that. with knowing either you got an increase or you maybe have an increase yes. or you know how to get the increase. And you don't want to go out of that room knowing that you're never getting an increase. That's pretty much, you have to come out with one of those three goals and they're all three positive goals, even if you didn't get there. That is beautiful. Leon, you're on a roll, man. Like the last week you took the tip crown. <laughs> Absolutely love this as well. Really, really great advice. I think from a tools perspective, I actually want to drop this one in. Um, I spoke a little bit about how to raise your own salary by Napoleon Hill, the book, yeah. the audio book specifically. I will link that for you guys in, in the show notes as well. It's of course, it's Napoleon Hill. So take that into consideration before actually going to Audible and, and downloading it or buying it with one of your free credits. Um, but it absolutely is worth it. It's, it's one of those books that have just been an eye opener to me. I'll, I'll definitely go and revisit it again because I haven't listened to it in, in a couple of years. So I'll have to go and revisit it. But I really, really enjoyed that book. And it speaks in great depth about the 17 principles of achievement. Uh, and and the, these are by some really, really great guys. I mean, Carnegie and he interviews oh, yeah. a lot of people on, on that as well. So ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for joining another episode. We hope that it's provided you guys with some great value and we're sure that you've enjoyed this episode and we're sure that we're going to see you on the next episode. We can't wait. Until then, this is myself signing off. Mono. This was Leon. Thank you very much. Go out, go make that money. If you're worth it, go get that money. It's yours. Um, just get your manager to understand it. I really, really wish you well. And I think that, um, you know, with this, hopefully you've got a little bit of uh, ammunition on your side to do it in the best possible way and convince and get that money. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We really hope that you have found inspiration or motivation from our content this far. If you want to get access to sneak previews to our upcoming shows on a weekly basis, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Facebook page where we also share our blog posts and other great content from time to time. So head over to our Facebook and YouTube channels and feel free to share it with your friends so that they can also join you on the journey to success. Until next time, guys, cheers.